I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everyone. Marcel here. Before today's episode, I want to tell you about a new show that we are loving at Which Please Productions, the Culture Study Podcast with Anne Helen Peterson. If you don't already know it, I'm convinced that you're about to fall in love with a new podcast. And this is coming from me, Marcel, someone who famously doesn't really listen to podcasts. Culture Study is a podcast about exploring the nooks and crannies of the culture that surrounds us. Each week, Anne and a super smart co-host will answer listeners' questions about the stuff they find interesting and perplexing, like, why do clothes suck now? And... Is Paw Patrol copaganda, or is it not that deep? And, like, what's the deal with everyone I know getting a divorce? Just like Anne's tremendously popular newsletter of the same name, Culture Study Podcast is funny, insightful, and kind of weird. And it's guaranteed to help you become the most interesting person at parties. Listen to the Culture Study Podcast every Wednesday, wherever you get your shows. Who knows? Maybe you'll recognize some guests in the coming months. Which please, which please, make it make sense to me. Because a muggle in me just wants to know. Oh, oh. Which please, which please, make it make sense to me. Because a muggle in me just wants to know. Hello and welcome to another bonus exclusive, Patreon only exclusive, special Which Please Tell Me Q&A exclusive exclusive i'm hannah i'm marcel and guess what marcel what we have multiple special guests today what is that why these jokers are in the zoom yeah they're not just here to watch us do our cool thing (laughs) who are they let's tell the people it's the whole witch please team oh my gosh everybody's here we've got coach say hi coach hi we've got zoe say hi zoe hi I just copied what you did. (laughs) You are fucking with people who have trouble distinguishing between women's voices. And we've got Gabby. Say hi, Gabby. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Oh, boy. Absolutely incredible. We'll just start our first responses by Hannah, or fuck, oh, excuse me, I got, I said Hannah oh, yeah, here, I have to coach, say coach I, here. I'm so sorry, coach, you guys don't we curse. don't swear in the witch <laughs> please yeah, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a fun rule to apply just to your guests. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, you we're allowed to swear, but not you. <laughs> if you could, sorry, it just, I don't like it when you do it. I just don't like to see a pretty girl swear, you know? Oh. <laughs> That's like the seventh bad thing you've said in the last I am minutes. exclusively saying shockingly bad things today. <laughs> oh, my. So this is a very special Witch Please Tell Me team edition, which in part we are making... I mean, I feel like we had multiple 
sinister motivations, but in part, <laughs> it's to mark the transition from the end of the seventh season into our appendix season, and also to, um, you know, comfort people a little bit about the fact that we're not going anywhere. So I think we're releasing this onto the main feed in addition to our Patreon, right? Yes, yes. You can think of this less as a transition from the regular books to the appendix and more like a, a rupture, an appendix rupture, oh. a burst appendix. No, I don't. I don't. No, I'm not. I don't think I'm doing great with metaphors yeah. today. Yeah, the appendix is about to explode inside your body. <laughs> All over the main. You better <laughs> rush to the hospital. What's happening? <laughs> but don't worry, because we've got two doctors and three talented <laughs> non-physicians. Non <laughs> yeah, let's start by talking about what accreditations we have. <laughs> the questions <laughs> before wow. before yeah, before um, we um i'm not even producing this is me just being me <laughs> but but you can oh. see, but i see that you're responding as if i am <laughs> before we go to the questions that we got over instagram because zoe prompted the people i wanted to hand over the prompt the question of what exactly is the appendix season because we've said it in writing and we've said it a little bit in in vocals at the end of episodes, but in case people are hearing for the first time that this is what we're doing, Hannah and Marcel, what are we? What is the appendix season? It's not gross, <laughs> despite everything you've heard. I was actually going to propose we do an episode about the abject, so it might get a little gross. Ooh. But the appendix yes. season is an opportunity for us to use some of the critical reading lenses that we've been interested in, but that didn't apply in any logical way to a particular book, either mm -hmm. because they pull together threads that are there throughout the entire series or because they sort of mm -hmm. talk about the series in more of a like meta way. Like the first episode that we're going to do is the promised... Can I spoil the first episode? Mm -hmm. Fuck it, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the promised second part on sentimentality where we're going to talk about sort of the larger idea of reading Harry Potter as a thing that makes you a better, more moral person. And that's hard, really hard to like attach to a particular book. Same with a lot of mm -hmm. like fan studies stuff is really hard to attach to a particular book since it's more about sort of the series as a whole. And then the other really exciting thing is that this is an opportunity for us to scroll through our, our beautiful list of guest pitch ideas and choose some topics that we would have never come up with in a million years, but that mm -hmm. other brilliant people have been like, you need to talk about this thing. And we're like, laughter in Harry Potter? Yes. Immediately. <laughs> we do need to talk about that right now. Yes, we do. <laughs> Did we answer your question, Coach? And by we, I mean Hannah. I helped. Hannah answered the question super, super well. And then can I ask you, Marcel, what are we doing after the eighth appendix season? Uh, the eighth, the, the eighth, eighth season, uh, comma slash the appendix season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marcel, what are we doing next? Well, we don't know for sure, but we know we're going to keep doing something. And what the appendix season is enabling us to do is play around with some pilots. So not like airplane pilots. <laughs> Oh, talk and speak for yourself. Huh? Yeah. 
Boy, California has changed. Wow. Yeah, I only sleep with pilots now. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's not a nobody? Pilots. Yeah, so during, so while we're doing the eighth season, slash the appendix season, we're going to test out a few different podcast ideas that we have. They will all be very similar to which please in terms of taking critical theory and taking popular culture and putting them together to make something fun and neat. But uh, we're going to try out different different approaches. We're going to try out different styles and we'll try out different, uh, if you will, foci, which is the <laughs> plural for focus. <laughs> foci. You're a foci. And we are going to share those pilots on our Patreon and ask mm-hmm. all of our Patreon supporters to give us feedback and help choose which idea we go with. So if you have been considering joining the Patreon, this is a very good moment because you get to help decide the future of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The stakes have never been higher. (laughs) Mm. Enough business. It's time for pleasure. Gross. (laughs) Marcel's face when I said that was appropriate. Turns out I hate pleasure. And you hate you. pleasure and you hate jizz. It's such a surprise. Sorry, one of my favorite things is to watch the way Marcel responds when I say the word jizz. How often are you saying it? Constantly. <laughs> Gabby, you don't even know. You don't even know. Horrible. Really hard. Really hard hey, so, to hear. Zoe, hey, hey, you got some questions for <laughs> I do, and the first question is apt for what we were talking about. Jizz? This. No, no, no. A while back. Jizz is never apt. Mm. I'd like that on a throw pillow. I love that. Next hat design coach. Jizz is never apt, just on a baseball cap. <laughs> Horrible. But I'll make no bad ideas. No bad ideas of brainstorming. We're Ooh. just spitballing. Blue sky. Slash jizzballing. You're jizzballing. Zoe, what's the question? Make it stop. I can't stop. Okay, okay, enough jizz. <laughs> question one is why do you think podcasts as a format lead to such strong parasocial relationships with creators? It's a great question. Oh my god. This is a great question, and I feel like I can't answer it because I famously don't listen to podcasts. Before we talk about the why, can I hear from everybody who isn't Marcel, because you don't listen to podcasts, about (laughs) what podcaster who's a total stranger to you you have the most intense parasocial relationship with? Who's your, like, I absolutely don't know you in real life, but in my heart you're my friend Hmm. podcaster? Can I start? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I used to listen to the podcast Wiretap religiously. It's made by Jonathan Goldstein. I wrote my master's research project on Wiretap, and I got to meet him and interview him, and it was awesome. He was so generous with his time and so kind. And when he stopped making Wiretap, I felt like he broke up with me. And so he has this new podcast. It's not new anymore. He's been doing it for like five years. It's called Heavyweight. And everybody that I know loves it. 
and everybody tells me that I would love it, and I really can't listen to mm-hmm. it because I feel like he broke up with me. Oh, my me God, it's like looking pictures of your ex on Instagram happy with somebody new. Oh, my gosh, yeah. it's so funny. I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, I know this is this is non-relatable, but, like, I know I should be happy for you, but, like, actually I'm not. Yeah. So anyway, so that's that's my example is uh, Jonathan Goldstein. For me, I like since middle school or early high school, I watched this YouTube channel called Eat Your Kimchi. And it was like about these two Canadians. They were married and they like moved to Korea and they just talked about like Korean culture and going on adventures. And it was super cute. And then last year they divorced. (gasps) And it was rough. I mean, I obviously horrible for them but it was interesting seeing how building a channel based i mean around your relationship is very hard to deal with once that relationship ends so mm-hmm. yeah now they both like went on to do their own thing but um yeah it's just not the same it's very it but i felt like uh, like gutted um yeah. because i've known them yeah. for so long mm. so gabby mine is terry gross <laughs> <laughs> an iconic response i think um we would i could embark upon a tumultuous affair with her um and you can keep this in <laughs> <laughs> you hope it gets back to her <laughs> i hope it does <laughs> i got that I, I don't know i just think she got a sexy voice what can i say <laughs> gabby i just want people to i want one people to know that that's gabby's answer and that gabby is not a 60 year old woman <laughs> no <laughs> by any means right i am also yeah i could not be farther i'm your youngest friend i'm coach's youngest friend that's true wait but but coach but coach is so young how could you be younger thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you so much i know <laughs> it's it kind of sucks for me that now you you all know somebody younger than me Yeah, Gabby. Gabby, how old are you? Do you want to guess first? Well, based on Coach's answer, (laughs) twelve. Yeah, I'm gonna go with twelve. I'm 24. Whoa, (laughs) Zoe. Zoe, how old are you? 27. Whoa, Gabby, you're the baby. I know. Oh, it hurts. It honestly hurts to hear. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Don't worry, Coach. You're always baby. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm just having a real moment where I'm like, if I'd made it an extremely bad choice as a 14 year old i could be your parent (laughs) (laughs) like not likely but biologically possible it's true this is how like disoriented i am by my own age i just was like could i have been and i'm like we are only six years (laughs) (laughs) but in my head i was like wait a minute one two (laughs) oh my god i love watching you count (laughs) <laughs> my parasocial relationship i i have to be honest that my first my first impulse was matt potts and then i was like no hannah you know him that's <laughs> yeah. so cute though i was like he's my friend <laughs> and it's like he well is he's not, not no my but friend. he's yeah yeah <laughs> i do know him <laughs> but i feel like we've met in person and we yeah, just simply haven't marcel because i do <laughs> That's the funniest possible answer <laughs> that coach could have given. Never met. Never met. Yeah. After thinking about it, though, my real answer is Charlie McDonald. Do you all know Charlie McDonald, the vlogger? No. Okay. She was like, oh, oh yeah. Young people in your vlogs. Yes, I do know. I do know. 
yeah, she was really important to me and I didn't know how how parasocial our relationship, our relationship, my relationship to her was until um, just like this year, she came out as trans like really recently. And I watched her videos for like, I don't know, I was like an early viewer and she got really famous in 2000, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, that kind of thing. And then I haven't, I've like, I, every year, like, like an old relationship, I like go down a rabbit hole and like watch her videos. And I did that recently and saw that she'd come out as trans and it, it felt, it, um, definitely felt like a dear friend coming out to Aww. me. You know, like it felt like Aww. I just really wanted to like send her a letter and then I'm like, she doesn't need that. She's fine. But I, <laughs> to be like, I love you so much. Um, but I got like a really, yeah, I got like emotional about Aww. it in a way where I was like, oh, I guess this is deep. This is a deep affinity for. That's so cute. Yeah. I love that. And you know what? Just based on the incredibly sweet notes that people send us sometimes. I bet she would love that letter. You should send that letter. The only piece of fan mail I've ever sent was to Bo Burnham. So it's good. It's all just, yeah, it's good. Do do another one. When? <laughs> when? I think, like, I was old. I was old. Uh, I'm actually not sure if I even <laughs> were, ever said the confidence. Were It was ancient. <laughs> How? I think I You're like young now. 23. Okay. 22 or 23. So we've established that that is a baby. Great. A baby. So that's the age of a baby. <laughs> Itty yeah, bitty, like bitty. I'd seen him perform a bunch. I'd like met him once after a show briefly. Like I, I, and then I, and then I sent a letter. I think yeah. being like, "You're so important," but I'm not. I'm actually not sure that I ever sent it. I think I might have just wrote, oh. written it. You know what? This is not which. Please tell me, Coach. It's <laughs> Coach. Coach, please time. tell me. <laughs> coach, please tell me. That's enough. <laughs> I have boundaries and I know how to enforce them. <laughs> Moving on. My answer is the McElroys, and also. Oh, yeah. My answer to the larger question is that it's the it's the headphone thing. It's the headphone thing and the voice thing. Yeah. It's a hot it's a hot medium. It's a hot medium. It's it's the whole like you put you plug this this sound into your ears and you listen to it privately while you're going about your day-to-day life. And mm-hmm. so your mm-hmm. brain maps the voices of these strangers against your like intimate daily tasks. It just is like a, it's a like fairly simple sort of brain, like neural connection thing. Like I connect your voice to going to bed. Mm -hmm. The voice that I hear when I'm going to bed is the voice of somebody who is like close to me and who I feel safe with. And so you just, Mm -hmm. you just start to feel. It's just science. It is actually, I think, I think in part science. (laughs) Um, And like there's cultural dynamics to it too. Like podcasters know that it's an intimate medium and and so we we strategically do things to boost the intimacy because it's part of what people are looking for in the medium. Mm. So like the the way to sort of drive that. I just I just blurbed a new scholarly book by Alan Urat about intimacy and how podcasts like deliberately construct intimacy through a series of of tactics but like that's building on something that pre-exists because of the way that we engage with the medium Hmm. it's almost like an augmented reality medium because Hmm. we tend to think about about ar as like a visual interface Mm -hmm. but but podcasting is like audio augmented reality because it takes whatever you're listening to and superimposes it over what you're what you're doing in that moment so I know you have a book coming out about Jurassic Park, Hannah, but I think that podcasting as augmented reality should be your new thing. Cool. I'll, I'll make a note. 
you know, I've never really thought about the fact that podcasters manipulate sounds like such a such a, a a toxic word, but like do manipulate that that relationship. But that that explains why like audiobooks are not the same. Like I don't have I might really like certain audiobook readers, but I don't have the same kind of relationship with them that I yeah. do with people who I feel like I have an intimate connection with. Yeah, because most successful podcasts, I mean, the seriality is part of it too, but mm -hmm. most successful podcasts incorporate ways for listeners to interact in some mm -hmm. way to, to, to build on that, on mm -hmm. that feeling of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Not to, uh, not to reveal how the sausage is made. <laughs> we need a new phrase. Mm, sausage. <laughs> we need oh, to no. see how the cookie gets cooked, the baked. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Zoe. The next question is a bit of a an odd one, so make of it what you will, but it just says which Hannah? <laughs> the answer is Hannah McGregor. <laughs> Under I any mean... circumstance. To to the question asker, there's only one Hannah and there's only one coach. Ah. Uh... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sometimes people call Coach Hannah, and I'm like, weird. Yeah, I know. Like, I know that it's your name, but I don't know. And so sometimes I'll like see something addressed to Hannah too, in like our in like a like a, a CC kind of situation, and I'm like, that's not oh, Coach. Who mm -hmm. the fuck mm -hmm. is yep. that? It is confusing. I'm glad we just decided to not deal with it pretty immediately. Immediately, <laughs> you're like, you're hired. What are we gonna call you? Because <laughs> we simply cannot do this. <laughs> yes, we can't. we can't. And I'm also not like. I have very few nicknames. People do not nickname me. Neither do I, though. Yeah. This well, no, you do. Your coach. <laughs> a real first. I have a theory that, like, I I think I put an energy out into the world that discourages undue intimacy. <laughs> that's so true. I don't think I've ever had the impulse to call you Han, which is like a Han? very common. Can yeah, you that's imagine? My... Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something that people definitely call my me. My brother. Han. My brother calls me Hanny. That is Aww. his, Cute. and he is the only one who does that. Mm, no, my aunt Sue also does it, um, because my mom did it, and my friend Holly Kate calls me Han Pan. Claire calls you Hanner. Oh, Claire does call me Hanner, and I I will occasionally call you Hanner when I'm channeling Claire energy. When yeah. you're testing out intimacy with him. when I'm when I'm yeah. uh, dipping my toe <laughs> into the yeah. deep yeah. pool, but then all I need to do is sort of just give you a like. <laughs> oh, sorry, Hannah. Hannah just raised her eyebrow in a very threatening way. <laughs> mm. Threatening mm. or intimate? Hard to tell. That's what intimacy with me is like. It's a constant <laughs> threat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, Ooh. we got to make Gabby and Zoe choose which Hannah. No, we don't. Zoe, next <laughs> question. No. Wait, 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 okay. wait, wait. Zoe, before you read the... I just, I just want to say that I really love that the next three questions are all this or that questions. I'm excited. The next question is Hogwarts or the burrow? The burrow. 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 Hogwarts. Mm. <laughs> I'd say Hogwarts, too. Whoa. Oh, my God. Why do you say Hogwarts, Zoe? I just feel like there's a lot more to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Coach, why do you say Hogwarts? 
I like fascist institutions that <laughs> indoctrinate children. <laughs> no, no. I just, I like, I feel like I love the borough, but I think it would actually stress me out to like actively live there. Like I mm. like the idea of visit. I like, I would like the relationship to it the way that Harry and Hermione have it, where it's mm-hmm. like your friend's house. It is a homecoming mm. for you mm-hmm. versus Hogwarts. I'm like, I think, yeah, the endless op- opportunities to explore and the history, I think wouldn't, wouldn't ever stop being interesting. Mm. Mm. Gabby, why borough? Maybe this is a, a little sentimental answer, but my partner and all of her roommates lived in a big house in college that we nicknamed the borough because it was all very oh, chaotic man. and messy and <laughs> I was full of gay people. And it's like the first, I don't know, like the first place where I had like a big group of queer friends. And um, so it has literally nothing to do with Harry Potter. I'm just, um, (laughs) I'm just being earnest. (laughs) Oh, that's really sweet. That's allowed. I mean, listen, you're a queer Gen Zer. Your earnestness is your right. Thank you. It means a lot. An earnest little baby. New hat, coach. Okay, I'm writing it down. Oh Ernest little baby. Ernest Whittle. Whittle baby. Oh my god, I prefer the word jizz to whittle. I'm just going to the record saying that. Oh, what about a whittle jizz? Oh, yeah. that's the worst thing I've ever. I'm leaving. Oh. Hannah, why did you say the borough? Oh, I mean, it's the same, like... I think Hogwarts would be fun to visit, and I think I would find it profoundly overwhelming in practice. There's, it's too, it's too big, it's too many stuff, too, too many stuff, too many, too many stuff. Too many stuff. Yeah. And you know, I imagine in the borough, I would have to, I would build myself a like outbuilding. Like I would mm. need. I also got. I just, I just spent a week with my very dear friend. Not a week. Four days. But that's like Thank almost you for a your week. Honesty. Like Monday to Friday. <laughs> I was there Monday to Friday. Um, with my dear friend Zena um in her home with her three queer co parents and their three small children. They have a four year old and nine month old twins. And it's it's the borough. Like that home is definitely the borough. Yeah. It's better it's better organized because, you know, we got we we because it's like mostly people who are organ like they've got they've just they've got systems like mm. they take turns doing the bedtimes with the four year old and they take turns making dinner and like everything is like shared and it's so lovely and it's so communal and it's so warm and also by the end of four days I was like I need to be put in a small space by myself in total, <laughs> in total silence for a while because I have lived alone for over a decade and so I'm not used to that amount of stimulation um <laughs> but it was also just so lovely it was so lovely and so nice and I that's my that's that's borough vibes for me I don't know why I have this in my head but I can't get over the feeling that Hogwarts is kind of cold like i assume my feet would be cold all the time it's gotta be cold there's no way that fucking drafty ass ancient castle is warm it's in socks like (laughs) yeah and i just i really hate having cold feet 
more than any like more than any other part of my body cold feet are will be my undoing and i feel like the burrow <laughs> is very warm and cozy mm-hmm. so if i had to choose i'd choose the burrow cold feet will be my undoing i'm almost <laughs> convinced by that yeah there's like a metaphor there's a lot there to that marcel but i i'm almost convinced by that because yeah i think you're right hogwarts would be cold they wear slippers the, the way Zoe, yeah, Zoe just, I was about to say the way Zoe just rolled her eyes at us like bitches <laughs> get like, a slipper. Heard, have you heard of a slipper? <laughs> Do you guys want to see my slippers? Mm-hmm. They're my yes, first pair yes. of Uggs that my, oh my God. friend Nina got me for my birthday. <gasps> oh, oh, wait, I, I love what? that red poof. <laughs> what? What? Zoe is holding up the same slipper. What? Wait. Do it again. Do it again. What oh my the God. hell? <laughs> You're both so young. <laughs> My you. God, you're so young. Not as young as me. Cool. Not as young as Gabby. Can I show? So these are these are my slippers. Really nice. Can I tell really you the good. story of my slippers? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what this. So, that's what this is for. <laughs> is every. <laughs> This is a devastating fun fact about Marcel's life. Those slippers were my grandfather's. I got them for him for his uh, his last Christmas. Uh, he had asked for some new slippers. And uh, I know that he really, really values things made in Canada. And so I found, I can't remember the name of the site, but I found an Indigenous run shoe company in Ontario. Um, I was going to ask if they were moccasins because they look like moccasins. Yeah. yeah. And so they're and so they're from they're from this company. And so he was really happy with them. Um, and he passed away a couple months later. So my mom and grandma asked me if I wanted to have the slippers. And I was like, yes, I do. That would be so nice. And then the first time I wore them to a thing with other people, um, a friend of mine was like, oh, those look great. And I was like, yeah, they're my grandfather's. And he said, wow, they're in great shape. And I was like, yeah, you didn't get to wear them for very long. Devastating fun fact. They're really nice and warm looking. They'd they be are. perfect for Hogwarts. They're very warm. <laughs> they're very beautiful. And I love that you have them. I love Marcel's relationship with her grandfather. They have a very, very beautiful friendship. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. a good man. He was Has a good he man. visited you? Now that we know that you're like open to paranormal or you're receptive to Do you know what? I have so many dreams where um, in my dream, my grandfather is there and I realize how special it is that he's there. And so I will like go out of my way to be like very like close to him. Like in one dream, I'm like, can I just like, can I hold your hand? I would love to hold your hand. And he was like, sure. Yeah, you can hold my hand. And so I'm just, you know, in my dream. Like, that's the point of the dream is me oh holding my, God, my grandpa's that's hand. That's definitely him yeah. visiting you. That's sweet. Yeah. Which please, which please make it make sense to me. Because a muggle in me just wants to know. Oh, oh. Which please, which please make it make sense to me. Because a muggle in me just wants to know. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this wonderful Patreon exclusive, except that we put it on the main feed. So if you want to hear more of this solid gold cuckoo bananas off the cuff, you cannot even imagine where this conversation is going to go kind of content, you should head over to patreon.com slash please and consider becoming 
patron. And if you already are a patron, thank you. We love you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.